Live Radio 191 FM podcast. And if you can imagine Soccer Mummy meets a less nationalised idols, then you're getting pretty close, but still underestimating them. Um, <laughs> comprised of front person Annabelle Liddell, guitarist Jim Park, bass player Chris Marshall and drummer Tom Luggett, the band has made waves since forming in 2015. After opening for the Foo Fighters, Idols and other legendary bands, they have cemented themselves into the New Zealand music pantheon. Today we'll be talking to Annabelle about their new LP, Bad Luck Party, which drops September 6th, and subsequent international tour announcement and dates. Annabelle is not only sort of a punk regent at this point, but is also a, a medical student, <laughs> which is pretty sick. Um, so, Sean Annabelle, um, it's a pleasure to have you on today. Um, where are you talking to us from? Hello, it's nice to talk to you as well. Um, I am in Sydney right now. That's so cool. And this is, you said it was day four of the tour? Yeah, I think it's day four. Uh, wait, we've done, uh, yeah, I think we've done like five shows. <laughs> That's so cool. Sick. Um, so your, your new album, um, it's only sort of strengthened your popularity in New Zealand. What do you think it is about New Zealand and punk? What do you think it is about that really specific relationship? I think that um, coming from New Zealand, if you're born there, it can mean that you feel um, a bit isolated. Mm. mostly geographically I think because we really are just an island on the bottom of the earth um, <laughs> and yeah and I think isolation breeds creativity I think also it's quite easy being from New Zealand to actually look out to the rest of the world and see what's going on um, not only in your back door but also you know in your neighbor's door and feel pretty angry about it all mm. No, that's entirely fair. Sort of talking on that then, um, punk often has a very unique ability to address specific issues um, and the sort of the language used in the lyrics can be um, both vicious and sort of poignant. Do you find yourself in your music coming back to a very specific issue or a very specific event or something that you find yourself talking about a lot? Um, I think that it... Okay, to answer your question in two parts, um, our music is very personal, really. Um, lyrically, often our songs are really framed around my personal experiences. Mm. Um, as well as the melody in our songs is really deeply rooted in kind of self-expression. Um, and we're all pretty angry people, so <laughs> I think a lot of <laughs> I think a lot of our music, you know, comes across aggressive because of that. In terms of themes, um, as a woman in music, it's, it's hard for me not to find that voice within sort of feminism and gender equality. Um, it's something obviously I believe in, all the boys believe in as well, and often it is sort of a prevailing feature that sort of sneaks into our music. Mm. That's entirely understandable. When you look at sort of other genres um, in other countries as well that sort of really spark from the same um, from the same seed, um, like the Riot Girl movement and other ones like that, bands like Sleater Kinney, do you sort of do, mm. do you see yourself because it's not it's hard to see a contemporary New Zealand band that sort of fills the same niche that you do in that capacity. Um, do you, do mm. you see this as like an evolving scene in New Zealand? Do you think that you're one of the earlier bands and then hopefully in the future we're going to be seeing more um, bands that aren't afraid to speak their mind about this sort of stuff? I think that's a big question. I think like the Riot Girl movement was really 
um, a feminist wave that started kind of almost in the late 80s, early 90s. Mm. Um, it's really specific, and it was sort of first in America, if anything. Um, I don't consider Mistuna Riot Girl Band. I know that we've been labeled as that. I think that maybe people see a you know, strong female front woman and they want to sort of put that label on it. Um, it's not something that I necessarily would categorize us as just mm. because it is just a female fronted band with three men in it. Yeah. Um, I think that personally I've drawn a lot of inspiration from Riot Girl acts like Al Zaman and um, Bikini Kill and La Tigre and Sleater Kinney and stuff. Um, I used to play before before Miss June in a um, three-piece girl punk band called uh, Girlfriends and that sort of explored that sound a lot more than Miss June does. So definitely my background's rooted in that. Mm. But um, with Miss June, I think we have like a lot of rock and a lot of pop sometimes as well and no wave and um i think for me in the future i I hope to see more women and non-binary people making music i think across all genres we're seeing more self-expression in music um whether that be someone like perfume genius you know um or king princess is an artist i really like and I guess she's probably considered a pop star, but has a lot of those sort of themes in it as well. Mm. So yeah, I think I think I can I can wish for New Zealand's future to be um, sort of going towards that way. There's a lot of great initiatives like Girls Rock Camp, which they run in Aotearoa, which is really fantastic. Um, and there are a lot of fantastic female-fronted or queer-fronted bands that um, I just think just need a little bit more exposure. I really like what you were talking about before and the sort of initiative that's sort of coming out of um, women in music as well and at least hopefully a changing scene in that capacity. And you mentioned the sort of the front person, the female fronted band. Um, what, how do you think that you go against the sort of more archetypal uh, sort of punk, post-punk, pop front person? What do you think, how do you see yourself as different from the, the average um, you know, front person for a band? Um, I think that um, I think that because Miss June is really rooted in that authenticity is what we strive for. Hmm. I think that makes us different. I guess it comes back to that sort of age old um, mentality of you know if you are offering the world the most authentic version of yourself, then you know that's unique in itself so hmm. I think that would be the thing that makes me different and the band different. We've never, we've never been a band that said, oh, you know, let's sound like the Strokes or let's try sound like <laughs> Sonic Youth, you know? We've yeah, just, yeah. well, there are bands out there that, you know, model themselves off other artists really mm. heavily. But that's never really been us. Oh, that's great. I think that's really important. The, I think originality is really quite difficult to come by. Um, in modern music. Um, and so I'm sort of going on from that. Your video for Best Girl, which is awesome, by the way. I absolutely love that video. Well, thank you. Um, it's a one, I was informed it was a one-taker, which is kind of amazing. And I think that is an yeah. interesting representation of your originality and, like, you can do that sort of thing. Um, it's sort of... It's brimming with cultural references. How did the whole thing come together? What was your process with that? So, um... Chalita Collins was uh, the director and she worked closely with the producer Britt Walton hmm. um, 
both of those girls I've known for a very long time. Um, Chilita, I first met when she actually came, she snuck into a Miss June gig in Wellington <laughs> when she was only 16 years old. Oh, wow. um, and she had handmade me this Patty Smith badge with like glitter and like a little picture of Patty Smith on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she's now an unbelievable artist, model, creator in her own right. Um, so it was really nice to sort of circle back and work, work with her again and work mm. with someone who had seen the band's progression. I think that really helped with the vision of the music video. Um, we really wanted it to have a New Zealand feel to it, so we filmed it just in my friend's backyard. Um, <laughs> everyone that was in the video was either working for free or working for beer. Um, it was really lovely. Like, I mean, in the end, we did end up, you know, it's important to pay people, but um, <laughs> it was really just like a real team effort. Um, we got Danny as uh, the Rick Rubin-looking character whose fire extinguisher didn't work. He's actually the first person that ever um, recorded my earlier band, uh, Girlfriend. So I've known Danny since I was about 16, 17 as well. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, and the one take, sort of just playing through the song stuff, that was all Chilita's idea. And then we sort of brainstormed together what other elements we could bring into it to make it sort of as close to home as possible. So we had our friend dancing and another person in face paint, Danny coming mm. in, and, you know, the cat features. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just, it was really great. It, it was one of the funnest music videos I've ever filmed, definitely. Oh, God, yeah. Um, yeah, so the new album, uh, it's, it's awesome. It's really varied. I really like the... The sort of the the journey it feels like from track one to track eleven. Um, considering you dropped um, your double single earlier in the year for Twitch um, Best Girl, um, for the songs that you've placed in the middle, like Enemies and those sorts of ones, um, has it always been in the back of your mind the sort of style you wanted and the songs you wanted to produce, or has it just been a very sort of um, slow process from when you guys first formed and dropped a couple of singles until you released the album? Uh, yeah, I think definitely the latter. Um, I don't. It sort of comes back to what I said earlier about the fact that we never said, "Oh, we want to make an album like this or like that." Mm. You know, we just sort of made what we felt like we had to make. So nearly like a an obligation based upon what you'd already created. Nah, an obligation based on the way that we felt. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, okay. and it just sort of came out that way. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's the beauty of music it, it can just sort of do that which I like um, and mm. I know that I'm sure every interviewer always mentions this to you because it's it's a fairly quirky fact but so you um, and I'm sorry to continue that trend um, so you uh, <laughs> did some uh, or you were going through medical school um, when the mm. band sort of reached its peak um, how have you how did you sort of you know, how did you internalize the dichotomy between like the structure of medicine and the more freedom and expression that you get with music um, so, first of all, uh, the band has not reached its peak yet. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't, wow, I did not mean to. <laughs> okay, that was a complete, I apologize. No, 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 I'm just, I'm just messing with you. Um, <laughs> I've now finished my studies, um, and honestly, I feel like the two complemented each other really beautifully. Oh, wow. Um, medicine's actually super chaotic and very, like, um, emotionally taxing. And music was a really great sort of answer to that. Yeah. 
That's fantastic. I think that, um, and now that, of course, you have the choice. Clearly, Miss June is the is the is the is, is the pressing project where you're really on you know on the ball and, and moving forward. Um, so where um, do you where do you guys see yourselves in a year or so's time when the tour's over and the album's been fully received? Do you think there's any premonition you have about where you think you'd be heading next, or is it all just sort of happened all you know? It's very much just happens event by event. Hopefully, in the next year or so, we'll have the second record out already, <laughs> um, and we'll do it all over again. Our our goal is just to try and get our music to as many people as possible. For me, I, I just want people to listen to it. I want people to hear it and talk about it and write about it and share it with people and feel something and sing it and dance. And that, that's really what I want. Mm. So I think in the next couple of years, I'm hoping to see our music reach, just really reach more people. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah. Do you think then, um, do you see yourself doing a more sort of like detailed national tour in the future where you go to each city and you perform in each area? Or do you think that this, because the pool you're getting for these international shows is amazing. So it must be hard to find a balance Thank there. Thank you. Um, yeah, no, so we actually come back and we're doing a, um, a fuller New Zealand tour in December. Fantastic. So um, yeah. us down here in Dunedin, we can hopefully see you. Yes. <laughs> Heck yeah. That's great, because I think that Dunedin's really on, it, its punk scene is very much surf punk, and it's sort of cemented itself in that way, um, and it's it's odd. Mm. Do you see uh, a relationship between, like, the more young, sort of youthful, or towns that are focused around the universities and all that, and then perhaps the statistics on Spotify, or the response you get from people around New Zealand to your music? Um, I don't really know. To be honest, I don't know. Um, it's funny to hear you say that about Dunedin, though, because my experience of Dunedin is completely different. Oh, really? Um, well, yeah, I, I was in a relationship for a long time with Andrew from Die, Die, Die. Oh. And they're all from Dunedin. And so we, in our early stages of being a band, played in Dunedin all the time. We spent, we played a New Year's there at the Crown Hotel. Hell yeah. Um, we have recorded there. We stay at Peter Jeffrey's house, like... <laughs> we're really, um, you know, Dunedin's got a massive hub of really incredible music, a lot of which has, like, seriously, seriously inspired me. Hmm. Um, so, you know, in terms of the student scene and stuff, maybe they're the ones that are still using Spotify and things more. True. But um, I hope we sort of transcend that into sort of other areas of um, music lovers. Oh, heck yeah. Well, I mean, all I can really say now, I guess, is sort of, you know, good luck for the rest of the tour and everything you've got planned. It's going to be, it's going to be amazing. Um, one Thank question you. though that's always been burning in my mind is, I always ask that, like, if the artists have a favorite song from their own album, do you have a song that you, when you recorded and your experience with it, or even the reception from it has made it your favorite? I think my favorite song of the album is, um, Orchid. Oh, cool. Yeah. I really love that track. Um, I love playing it live. I love the feel in it. I love the guitar tones and how we recorded it. Um, yeah, it's really cool. Everything. That's awesome. Well, I think then surely um, when this goes out, I'll be playing it after the interview, which would be nice. Oh, cool. Thank you. <laughs> well, it's been an absolute um, pleasure to have a chat with you. Um, best of luck for everything yeah, coming too. up in the future. Um, yeah. and Thank you. Yeah, I hope Sydney's sick. Thank you. It's a beautiful sunny day. <laughs> Thank God.
<laughs> yeah, and the boys have just made bacon and eggs, so I'm going to go eat that. <laughs> oh, not bad. That, that, that does not sound bad. <laughs> awesome. Well, um, well, enjoy the rest of your day, I guess, and thanks for, thanks for talking to us. Thank you. Lovely to talk to you. You too. That was an interview with the incomparable Miss June, or specifically Annabelle Liddell of Miss June. The new album, Bad Luck Party, is out now on all platforms. Check it out as soon as you can. Annabelle mentioned her favourite song from her album is Orchid, so I'm now going to play for you Orchid from the new album. This is Cosmic Wednesday Drive, and you're listening to Radio 191 FM. Coming up very soon, we have the news with the wonderful Christina. But right now, this is Annabelle Liddell's favourite song from Bad Luck Party. was a Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.